Welcome to War Docs, the military medicine podcast. Our mission is to preserve the oral history of military medicine told from the perspective of the healthcare heroes that lived it. Find out more and join Team War Docs at wardocspodcast.com. In this special War Docs series called Military Medicine Mentorship Moments, we have partnered with AMSIS, the Society of Federal Health Professionals, to bring you insights and advice about different aspects of mentorship from senior experienced military medical leaders. I'm your host, retired Army urologist Doug Soderdahl. Our featured military medical mentor is Major General Dr. Talita Crossland, Deputy Surgeon General of the Army and Chief of the Army Medical Corps. She is a board-certified family medicine physician, and you can read her full bio on wardocspodcast.com. On this episode of Wardocs Military Medical Mentorship Moments, we're privileged to welcome Major General Dr. Talita Crossland. Ma'am, thanks for joining us. Doug, thank you for having me. On this episode, we're going to be focusing on things that are important for a mentor to know. And so to start it off for keys for mentors, how do you choose a mentee? You know, that's a great question. First, again, thanks for having me. Uh, Mentorship is such an important topic, and I'm actually pretty passionate about it. With respect to how do I choose a mentee or other mentors choose a mentee, I think a lot of things come into play. Honestly, a lot of my mentees have reached out to me themselves. And so one attribute is just the willingness to be mentored, be uh, approachable, uh, and be teachable. Uh, I think as a mentor, you really look for folks who demonstrate something that you see in yourself oftentimes is one of the things that will attract you to a mentee. And other times there may be someone who you just, you see a need, you see that you may be able to help them. And so you proactively reach out to them. So there's not like one answer on what makes the ideal mentee. It really is a dynamic process that I think if I was summing up, someone who has a desire to do better or learn or grow, someone who has some attributes that resonate with you uh, and someone that is teachable, but ultimately somebody who's passionate about developing themselves. So how about the mentor? What are characteristics of effective mentors? I'm a, I'm a draw from my own personal experiences. The mentors that have been really impactful to me have all been approachable. And I mean, literally, sometimes I won't talk to a mentor for one, two years, and then I have a need or I have a question or I have a problem and they are generally interested in it in, in Toledo. They're generally interested in how they can help me. Uh, and I never felt that I was intruding. I never felt that I was embarrassed because I had talked to them too long. So it just made it really very easy. So they are um, approachable. They're generally invested in an individual. They're thoughtful. And probably one of the most important things as a mentor is to be self-aware. This is about the mentee and, and to make sure we don't conflate as mentors what we want, what we need, what we think, and much more about helping that mentee see themselves, uh, giving them good guidance and advice. So how many mentees should a mentor have and does it really matter? And that, that's another really good question. As a mentor, I don't have a number. I am conscious on time. But just because I'm conscious on it doesn't mean I don't put it out there. So I, I don't know how many people would say I was their mentor. Uh, there's some folks that, like I said, will talk to me one or two years out. There's folks uh, that for years we've had consistent engagements. And it really for a mentor is, is you got to just make sure you, you have the time to, to devote. And then your rate limiting step is if you don't have that time. What kind of competencies should a mentor have in order to be effective? 
Yeah. So one of them I mentioned earlier is uh, I think a, a mentor really has to be self-aware. I think when mentorship goes a bit awry is where it starts to bleed a bit into sponsorship, which is a bit different than mentorship, right? And so I think a mentor has to have patience. They have to be willing to uh, provide honest feedback. They have to be willing to advocate at times, right? They sometimes have to be able to um, reach out on behalf of things they're learning from their mentee to try to make things a little bit better, not just for the mentee, but maybe for the greater whole goal. And they really, really have to be able to see themselves, see their mentorship, see their coaching through the eyes of the mentee. You know, as a, as a major general, I have folks who come to me that are majors and the things they're wrestling with, to be honest with you, I probably haven't wrestled with for close to a decade. And so when I talk to them about that or give them guidance and advice, I really have to kind of see it from their perspective and what their tool sets are, what their environment are. So those are some of the things I think some competencies a mentor has to have. So I've heard it said that, you know, when you become a mentor, you go from being the sage on the stage to the guide on the side. How do you know when you're ready to be a mentor? When you get excited about helping other people become better at something you've had the chance to experience. When you're excited about sharing your experiences and learning from other folks and helping other folks be better, uh, that's when you know you're ready to be a mentor. And I would hope that part of what makes our Army great is this recognition that at each level, uh, there's an obligation to want to make the next up better than what you are. Similar to what I think many of us do as parents, right? Not being parochial, but you want to make the world a better place. You want to make our army effective. And it's really about leadership. And so I would hope most folks really understand that mentorship is really part of the job description uh, as a leader in our army. How does one prepare to be a mentor? Is there any things that you can do to prepare yourself? Yeah, uh, Doug, I think that's really very individual. I think one of the things that has helped me is my mentors. And so one of the things, if you're a mentor, is you want to be cognizant that you're shaping how other people will mentor. Um, based on how you interface with your mentee, they're going to be a mentor someday or they may be a mentor. So being conscious of that, I leverage my mentors to help me be a better mentor. Sounds a little oxymoron there, but really those leaders help me know how to do better with the folks that I'm bringing up. Are there any pitfalls or don'ts in being a mentor? I think the, the one that's probably the hardest one where you got to, there's coaching and then there's directing. So what you really want to do is allow the mentee to work through whatever it is with some good questions, with support, some honest feedback, and then give them the room to do what they're going to do. And not judge just because they didn't do what you recommended. You want to be there when they come back. And if they come back on the same thing, they go, hey, I appreciate what you said, blah, 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 but did go well. What are your thoughts? You can't become personal for you that they didn't do what you said. Um, don't lose sight of what mentorship in my mind is, Lisa, is help people be better at what they are and to share your experiences, to provide them insights. I think when mentors become too vested in what the mentee does versus being there for the mentee, we, we, we might get things a little bit out of balance. And then that changes the relationship probably pretty significantly. Obviously, mentors got to keep confidence. There are times where you're going to want to solve a problem for your mentee because you can, but you've got you to keep that confidence and you got to keep that relationship in the proper context. Otherwise, mentees don't know who they're talking to and who they're interfacing with at times. So those are the two ones that really come to mind. 
be, be available, be genuine, be open and not judgmental and certainly don't have an agenda for your mentee. You can help them, you can advise them, but don't have an agenda for you. So looking back on your career, who is your most influential mentor and why? Gosh, so I'm going to push my parents and family aside, vein of this kind of talk. I've had two. The first is Colonel Retired Karen Phelps. Karen is a family doctor myself. And I met Karen when I was a captain. And she was the first one to teach me what it was to invest in another human being simply because you care about that human being and you want them to be successful. And the second is Major General Retired Jeff Clark. And he exuded everything I just talked about. And so my style of mentorship is it's really pulling from Karen and Jeff. What was the best piece of advice that you ever got from a mentor? One of those two mentors, uh, I was faced with some career opportunities and I put it out there and they looked at me and said, you don't need to do that, which is unusual. A lot of times you expect your mentor to say, hey, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, go for it. And they said, where you're at in your personal life, have a, a child under one. They gave me good, sage mentorship and advice on you don't need to volunteer for deployment with a young child. And that gave me some license and it, it taught me quite a bit on a more personal note, not to lose sight of the ballots. Uh, Army didn't put that on me. I was going to volunteer to do it. And then my mentor said, Toledo, you don't need to do this. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you knew much earlier in your career? I think when early in my career, you asked me about mentors. I don't think I would have called Karen as an example of mentor. I didn't appreciate what she was doing for me until later on in our relationship and certainly later on in my career. And so having an awareness, there are people out there that value mentorship in our, in our army and hopefully in our society. And early on, take advantage of that. I got lucky, Doug. I had people reach to me and, and then taught me what mentorship really was. What characterizes a good or maybe not so good mentorship relationship from your experience? And if you have any examples to share, that'd be great. Probably one of the tougher parts are is, is at times there are officers who really, I don't have that experience that, that, you know, what they want to become or what they want to do or the path that they're walking. I don't really have that perspective, but I'm probably not the best mentor for them. And, and being able to support them, encourage them and not put them off is really, really difficult uh, dance to do, if you will. Um, and so that's one example. And, and generally what I do with that is I listen at them. I give them the advice I have. And then I make recommendations to somebody, to them, that somebody might be, here's a better person to talk to on these issues. I, I'm not pushing someone else to be their mentor, but at least acknowledging that my value to the mentor is finite. So that would be one. It, it, in this idea that some folks describe, I don't, that as a major general, I, I'm not really anybody's mentor because I'm too senior, I'm too disconnected, I'm too this. That is an approach. It's not one I buy into, I think. What mentees really get the most out of a mentor is somebody who's willing to listen to them, invest in them, and to sometimes point them in the right direction to get the subject matter expert, to get the right thing. But having that ability, forming that relationship in and of itself, I think is important. Uh, and lastly, I think when it goes awry is when a mentor, um, what, what do I see is difficult? It's difficult when your mentor, you believe as the mentee, your mentor wants you to do something that you really don't want to do and you feel trapped. Uh, and I can think of those, those commands, right? You know, I've mentored officers who don't want to command. They don't want to be a general in the army, but they want to be a really rock star 
medical corps office an example. And if I can't find space in, in my mentorship for that to be valuable to me, uh, then I create this sense in that mentee that they've not been successful and that I'm judging them and that they're not, you know what I mean? So you have to be very conscious of that. Otherwise, the mentee feels like they're letting you down. And I personally don't want a mentee to ever think that they've let me down because it's never about me. Mentorship is not about me. It's about that individual, me supporting. So we have some younger individuals perhaps listening to this, and they're starting out their career in federal healthcare positions, and they're interested in mentoring or being mentored. What are some practical steps that they can take? What can they do? The first thing is, is if you want to do it, you got you to gotta, you gotta match wanting to do it with making the time to do it. I will tell you that we have some formal, what I call formal mentorship programs, like with the War College, and we, we match people up. I put it on my calendar and I make sure those individuals know I, I am there for them. And, and so you, you have to, you actually have to calendar it. You have to make time and you have to make it easy for officers or other professionals to engage you. And you have to orchestrate that a bit. If you're a mentee and you see someone that you think is your mentor or you'd like to be a mentor, just reach out and say, hey, I'd like to establish a relationship with you. Uh, to, to, so I can learn and grow. And how, how would you like to communicate? And are you open to it? Uh, so you have to be a little bit brave to send that note or, or make that request. And then you have to be mature if the response back is, thank you, I'm flattered, but I don't think I'm a good fit or I don't have time. Don't give up, right? Don't give up to, as a, a mentee. And as a mentor, uh, be an honest broker, as I said earlier, to make sure that you're going to devote the time, you're going to have the genuine interest, so you can see where you can bring that. Can a mentor seek out a mentee if they see somebody, they said, boy, I'd really like to mentor that person? Would that be Absolutely. I've done that. In fact, I've got an officer in mind right now that I think it would be beneficial if I have the opportunity to just give them different perspectives. I've listened at them talk. I see their passion. I know what their opportunities have been, and I think that they will, they will do well to be able to see some other broader things and then get, get different contexts, if you will. And so I do reach out to young officers and NCOs, actually, that I think will bring value with a relationship or mentor-mentee. So the time has really gone fast. Is there anything about mentorship that you want to give as a take-home message for our listeners? The idea of mentor-mentorship, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. That's the one thing I want to say. It's not a task. It's not a job. It's a responsibility that some people own. And it's whether you're a mentor or a mentee, it's about a responsibility and a relationship that the two individuals involved in that relationship is serving them well. Uh, and so the, the real take home is, is, as I said earlier, I didn't put a label on it with uh, Karen. I didn't. All I know is I had officer that was a couple of years ahead of me. We had some things in common, was a good leader and invested in me. And only later did I see that for what it truly was. So my parting comments is don't get tripped up on the words mentee and mentorship. It doesn't have to be an official contract. It's a relationship. Uh, and like many other relationships, it works when both people invest in it and both people are committed to it in the passion. And like most good relationships, it will feel good. If it's not feeling good, then it's not a good relationship and we should do something different. Well, we've been speaking with Army Major General Dr. Talita Crossland. Ma'am, thanks again for sharing your mentorship insights with us on WarDoc's Military Medical Mentorship Moments. And thank you for your service to the nation. 
Thanks, Doug. I really do appreciate you reaching out and giving me this opportunity. Army medicine is Army strong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our special WarDoc series, Military Medical Mentorship Moments, in partnership with AMSIS, the Society of Federal Health Professionals. We invite you to follow and subscribe to our show on whatever platform you consume your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please rate and review this podcast and share our show with your contacts on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find out more information about our show and our guests and how to become a member of Team WarDocs on our website, wardoxpodcast.com. That's wardoxpodcast, one word, dot com. Thanks so much for your support. If you like war stories and medical drama, WarDocs has you covered. Spread the word.